This episode is brought to you by Geekade.com, where we create an array of podcasts, articles, and more for everyone, no matter what your geek is. And if you want to help us make even more content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Geekade. Now on with the show. Warning. The following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. and welcome to this week's episode of this week's episode i am your host evan goldstein with me as always is the wonderful karen randazzo yeah well it's hard to listen to you and you make everything sound like it's the end of the goddamn world <laughs> and the amazing chris randazzo just smile and nod we here on this week's episode talk television uh this was karen's week she chose stranger things season three i mean we tried to make it one episode but we all knew that wasn't going to happen we're going to talk about the whole season uh but before we get into that here's your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mail at tell us what we're doing right tell us what we're doing wrong suggest a show we will watch it absolutely so for the first time in a long time I haven't had to rewatch the show before we talk about it. Yes, you're, a, well, you're welcome. Your first time through, or was it just uh, you just went on memory? I, I, I mean, this, this, I'm going on memory, and it wasn't that long ago, and this show is very memorable. Yeah, we just rewatched it, and the whole time I'm watching it, I'm thinking, yeah, we could have gotten away with not rewatching this. I mean, not that I was not enjoying myself because uh, it does hold up on the second time. Uh, it was just the just the finale. We didn't watch the whole series because, you know, we don't have that kind of time. <laughs> so I mean, I, I like looking at it when when we when we I look at all of the information on IMDb, you know, just to to refresh kind of things and um, the rating scale that they have. I don't know where that their their numbers come from. But the the range of this season, uh, I think, was as low as an eight, as high as a nine three, and the season finale got the highest rating. I the season finale was great. I feel that there was a lot more character building in some of the other episodes, which I enjoyed more. Like we got to know a lot about this group of players this season i feel like we got more character development in this season than we did in in the other two seasons yeah but none of the other episodes had the never-ending story theme in them so (laughs) by default default. this episode gets the highest rating i love that they found an opportunity for gaten matarazzo to sing because he is a legit broadway quality performer so you don't feel like that was shoehorned in just a little bit like it was just a little too long (laughs) No, I don't know. It didn't go long because the reaction shots were so fucking priceless. Uh, yeah, every single time a reaction shot out, I could not stop laughing. And also, I love that song. And this, so much of this show reminds me of just you know that era of the Neverending Story. And it's like it was perfect. 
And those two were perfect. adorable with each other. Dude. I loved that she was real. I was so glad <laughs> she was real and that she looked the way that she did. And to him, that is hotter than Phoebe I, Cates. Right? I, I loved that. Loved that so much. Yeah, it was... It, it did not disappoint because it could have gone really in either direction. Where, you know, her not existing. But I felt that she was real because... He wasn't like he sort of oversold it at the very beginning, but then throughout the whole season, it was just a consistent. Like it didn't get way out. Yeah, of there was, it was no just, way she wasn't gonna be real because it was just like it was too clearly set up for her to be fake. Like, oh yeah, it's his fake girlfriend. Like it was just too. It would have been too perfect for her to have have not been real. So she kind of had to be right and. Within this season, there were a lot of... Okay. Last season, I was not a big fan of the brother, the the, the douchebag brother, Billy. I'm, I'm glad that he was in this season as the true villain. Like, granted, there was a giant monster in this, this, this season, but, like, he did a really good job ranging back and forth between being human and not human i guess um my biggest <sighs> okay what the, the the little girl erica is that the is that the 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 the, the, the sister Lucas's sister yeah yeah wow <sighs> not i wasn't the biggest fan of her what's your problem fight me okay <laughs> It was over the top. The sass was way over, over, overdone. I, I, I half agree with you. Um, I, I liked her a lot more in the last season when she was just used very sparingly. Yes, I thought that was, I thought that was just perfect. And there were some, some points. I think I'm between you and Karen on this one because I I, I did really enjoy her 90% of the time. But there was like this little 10% shots where I'm just like, this Ugh. is a little too much. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, no. I mean, when he when they passed her in the mall and they were like, isn't it past your bedtime? And she's like, isn't it time for you to die? <laughs> really? I, but that I was mean, season I, two, I was, right? No, that was the beginning of this season because oh. that was in the mall. Yeah. And that was hysterical. That was um, that yes. was outstanding. I mean, that was from that moment. I was in love with Erica. Sorry, yeah. not sorry. Yeah, no, I, and for them to have like a sassy little sister, that's such an '80s trope. So I feel like even and, dialed up to eleven as she was. And that was the thing. Like she was eleven. The, no pun intended. Ooh, <laughs> well done. She was the sassy sister last season. Like. And, right. And, yeah, but she, and yeah, it was the and right amount of sassy sister. And I liked that she was in it as much as she was. I think it was, you know what? I'm not even sure if it was thinking back on it now, I'm not sure if it was so much that it was too much. I just maybe think maybe the delivery was too much from time to time. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't necessarily that, you know, she was problematic at all. Just I feel like maybe her delivery wasn't, you know, exactly right. But yeah, really what we're nitpicking here about a f- awesome character that does awesome things. So, whatever, I mean, man. this this season was about kind of dividing up the cast into different groups and having them function independently of each other for most of the season. And in order to do that, um, 
you know, the rest of the kids were all together and Dustin was off by them by himself. He had Steve and he had Robin, but he needed somebody on his sort sort of like not not an older teen to be with the with him for he him to play off of. Right. Well, I mean, and this season they did three independent, right? Three. They had, you know, the mall kids, the the parents, it's the Griswolds, and, they call them. And, Griswold family scoop troop, and, <laughs> and uh, I like Bald Eagle, right? Bald Eagle. Yeah. <laughs> Very, three, oh wait, and then the the newspaper kids. So four yeah. solidly independent stories running concurrently, and they handled them all really well. Like the, mm-hmm. the, there was nothing uh, missed or overdone, or like nothing really felt like. Okay, this is the this is the weak story of them all. Which I mean, if you had to pick one, it was Nancy's ridiculous hair. But uh, <laughs> but her yeah, sto- but I mean, with, with Nancy, you get the the old lady eating fertilizer yeah. and <laughs> super super interesting stuff. But she kept having to look at that hair and being like, I, I think there's a in in the old episode of Mystery Science Theater, um, the skydivers. Uh, I believe it was Crow that said, "Honey, just because a hairstyle is in doesn't mean it's for you." <laughs> so true. Well. Uh, yeah, but you know, talk about period accurate. I mean, you were alive in the eighties. I know you were small, <laughs> yeah. but like that was the hair. Everything that, no, about you're a hundred percent right. Everything about everyone's look. Are, are was we talking about her hair or, or Steve's hair? Well, Steve's hair is special and Steve's hair is magnificent. <laughs> it's bouffanton. It like <laughs> see, last season we had the eleven side story that I felt like missed the target completely. In all four of these, they stuck with their intended story, and they all came together at the right point, and none of it seemed off or or forced into a specific area so that they can meet up with these other people kind of thing. None of it seemed Yeah, everything was connected organically. Perfectly If I had to nitpick, I would say, like, there was almost, for most of it, there was nothing for jonathan to do except criticize nancy mm-hmm. which was kind of shitty yeah um and then at, by the end of it they're like oh we're gonna miss you so much or you know we're moving away and you know it's so sad and we're still in love and i'm like but why are you still in love with him he spent like 80 percent of the season being obnoxious and then 20 percent during the finale being like oh wait now i'm gonna have a good idea well that's <laughs> i i can't I I don't know. There's there's some decisions that are made in some of these storylines that are just off. Um the the relationship stuff with, you know, um the mom and the the pseudo father, you know, mm-hmm. like the the third the, the the Russian guy I got, but the the interpreter oh, I was so bummed when he bit it too. Yeah. I was really bummed out. I was like, "Oh man, I was starting to like that guy." But the the, the that fourth guy who showed up, I think, in season two, yes, who just keeps telling everybody to have sex. Like, I actually love that guy. I and he I love spot on with them too. Like, I mean, that, oh, just kiss. And that I, happens in every show, and we're all sitting on our couches saying that to see somebody on in the in the situation in the moment actually say that was really satisfying. It just seemed like okay. To me, they they that storyline relied on him a little much, because Hopper and 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 Joyce 
like there was some i feel like their story didn't flow as well as the other ones did and without that third or fourth character bringing them along it was just two people with an amazing amount of sexual attention not getting anywhere because every avenue that they went they it just came up nothing yeah, yeah. but you also they they did a really good job of setting up earlier in the season like why she wouldn't necessarily immediately go for Hopper because, you know, not that long Bob. ago, Bob bit it in a big, bad way, being a big ass hero. And like, that's not easy to get over. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I really I, I, I got that. I, I like that quite a bit. What, and I understood I understood why she didn't jump on the, the Hopper train right away. But his reaction to it, like way overblown like because she she didn't really yeah technically she stood him up but she was finding like their their lives have been surrounded by craziness for at least two years and i don't know if what the time frame is in the show but something really viable yet again has happened in this crazy town and he's looking at her yet again like she's nutballs like crazy pants if magnets are falling off of your refrigerator, maybe there is something going on. She's not instantly insane. But I did feel like his reaction to being stood up was entirely justified because really? just that. But yes, because that kind of, um, you know, hyper masculine type of character for him to have been vulnerable enough to put himself out there and ask her out. And for that to have happened, even if it was unintentional for her to stand him up how hugely you know, huge a blow that was to his ego that's exactly what he would have done it to, for me i agree i think it was totally in character and and also I mean, not like, justified <laughs> not justified by any means but in character 100 percent. yeah totally in character and like from from his perspective like yeah he just looks at it like okay so some magnets fell off your fridge whatever man like because he seems like the kind of guy that would just be like can this just be over now? Because I want it to be over, so I'm just going to say it's over. It's over now. That's no, no more. Mm-hmm. It's it's done. And you know, eventually he caved and realized, and you know, quote unquote, died or whatever. But uh, did we ever see a body? Oh, oh God, we no. didn't. No, that that okay. dude, that dude's not dead. Okay. I I have <laughs> I have questions about where he is. You know, like it seems almost too. Uh, did you watch the post credits thing? Oh no. Did I? Oh, you Wait. missed the post where the snow showed up and then they were in Russia and then the Demogorgon or the, yeah, the, Dem- the Demodog. Yes. Yes, I did. That, it and was- they were like, yeah, the American in a cell. And it's like, it almost seems too obvious that that would be Hopper. I don't know. I almost okay. feel like he's like stuck in the upside down or something. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, there ain't no way that guy's dead because I didn't see a body. <laughs> not only did I see a body, I didn't see him explode. They were like, and now here's some dudes exploding. Did they some even show like distinct- the building? Like you, you know, normally when they show a like super explosion like that, like they'll show like the the sphere of damage, like bars are cut and circular patterns. Like you know, when the Terminator shows up, there's that ball of energy that cuts into everything. The yeah. sh- the the area just fizzled 
Like, he could have been blown away off to the side, or he could have been taken into another universe. Or like, He could have gone through the door before it closed. Yeah, I mean, it looked like... So there was the big spinny laser thing, right? It was mm-hmm. like a, a fan blades of electric death. Yes. And... Conveniently like, there during the fight, mind you, with the well, Terminator. Not, con- not conveniently, though. That Terminator caused them. He was fighting the Terminator dude, threw him into the machine, yeah. and that's what caused those things to happen. Right, but the 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 Terminator fight with him holding the Terminator holding his face near the blades. Well, those are the blades. That's not what I'm talking about. Okay. I'm talking about after he threw him into the machine. Okay. Then it created a giant electric fan blade of death. Oh, yes. Okay. And it was spinning around. Yes. And that's why he couldn't get out because right. that was between him and her. Mm-hmm. So she flips the keys and then you see all the people near her, like outside of the room, mm-hmm. just evaporate. Mm-hmm. But he was on the other side of the electric fan blade. I didn't of death. even think about that. So he so could have been if protected. he was shielded. And then they went in and took him and, you know, took him out and locked him away and, you know, Russian Prisonovich. Prisonovich. <laughs> God damn it. I am Russian Guyovich. <laughs> I love Venture Brothers. Um, so we did all see the obvious Terminator ripoff, which was impressively done. Oh, my God. That guy was amazing. That guy was perfect. Um the the Yakov Shmirnoff like they took Yakov Shmirnoff and split him between two characters between the true Russian fella and then the guy who was telling everybody to have sex like there are a lot of things that I have seen in other shows and movies that I recognize and was pleasantly pleased to see this yeah there was a lot of paying tribute without like just copying you right know what I this mean? show does that really well it does. It does. And I, I, I just on that same token, you gotta, gotta call attention to just the, not just the great soundtrack, but how well it was used. Oh my God. Like it was so effective at every moment that they wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. They, it, it just, it worked really, really well. And a lot of it was the 80s stuff, but not entirely. I swear to God, when they were driving the car up the mountain to get to the radio transmitter and mm-hmm. playing Your Love is Lifting Me Higher. <laughs> and like, that's not an 80s song, but I was dying. Yeah, it was and it also, perfect. Also, it is also an, like an 80s trigger because of how it was used in Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters too. too. Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was just brilliant. And then again, to bring up the never ending story thing, like that song was so the 80s you know like that song was just ridiculously that decade and uh just just having it be used plot wise in this show like that was just nuts and really 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 entertaining to me and cute as heck it was it was very cute like it was cute in that scene and then it was great at like in the epilogue when lucas and max were singing it at him like just tease him yeah that was adorable. I like the, the the interactions between the kids in this season. Like that, they started the season with what we saw during the trailer, with you know them scaring him, you know surprising him when he came back from camp, and then nothing up until like because the gap of stories being them being split up into their little independent story arcs, and then them all coming together to inevitably save the day, like. These kids play so well together and and they are like they're a caliber of actor that, you know, is well beyond their years. Yeah. Then like none of them have grown up to be 
like uncomfortably awful like yes. sometimes happens yeah. with child actors like no they're all they're all pretty great yeah. and uh and they know, haven't really run into the issue of like them aging too much for the show like yeah. the show is keeping pace with the actors aging which yeah, is I agreed yeah they they do they keep <laughs> jumping years like yeah, is it every season is a year later cuz in essence that's I what I believe that's how it's going okay. yeah I will say that what's his name? Uh, Eleven's boyfriend, uh, Mike. Mike, he's a funky looking dude. Yeah, he's not growing <laughs> he's into got himself. He's like awkward well. phase, man. He is so gangly. <laughs> yeah, he's mad gangly, and and like his the '80s clothing choice, like those shorts, they're yeah. not helping him. And no. the hair. Oh, his the hair! hair is oh my so god, big. the hair! But it's like it, it's completely accurate. It's perfect it's for just, what it's supposed to be, but it's just not perfect. It's not. It shouldn't be that. I'm sure that boy is a perfectly fine-looking young man, like, not in those situations. I, I mean, and speaking of attires, uh, Eleven got her makeover. Mm-hmm. She, there, makeover. There was yeah. a, a montage, a makeover montage, which was adorable. Um, how do you guys feel about, uh, was it Robin? Was she the yeah. new one? She was the new one, right? Yep. How did how, how did you guys take the introduction of this character? Because it was the really the only new character. Everybody else was either around before or tertiary to the story, like the Russian dude, which was part of the story. She is now part of the cast. I liked her quite a bit. I liked her. I liked her introduction and her character more than I liked Max from last season. Mm-hmm. Which I, you know, I, I enjoyed Max and and I liked all that. But I just I thought this. I thought she was pretty. She was pretty great. I really liked her. Mm-hmm. I was uh, I was bummed for Steve when he found yeah. out that she was not an option. Yeah. And like, and then I thought about it a little bit more. It was like. I like that they not only put that character in that situation in this show, but then just thinking about like, man, that must not, that was, that's not an easy thing to be in that time period. Like, not that it's an easy, the easiest thing in the world to be now, but like, especially then, like it it just, I had to think about that for a couple, a couple of minutes. Like, oh, oh yeah, this is a, it it, it is a much bigger deal than for just because of Steve's reaction to like, but she's a girl. Like it did not even like it was not even something that was an option in his head. Yeah, because it was just not because that's just, talked about. Yeah. That was just the that was the time period, and like, and like certainly the whole time, not in I'm Hawkins, like, Indiana. Yeah, and I'm like super shipping the two of them too. I'm like, ah, oh, come on, Steve, this girl is great. You got it. You, these two have to end up to be, end up together. And I was like, oh. Oh, poor Steve. Because, I mean, I've I've been there. I was there once before. I had a huge (laughs) thing for a girl and turned out that that was just not an option. Mm. I actually felt more bad for Robin because, like, just just to be, you know, a gay teenager and in the middle of the country. I felt, yes, obviously I felt way worse for her, but I I identified with Steve more in that moment. Sure, sure. You know, I'm me. (laughs) Because <laughs> Max did, you know, she did much better this season than she did last. She actually had a part to play. Yeah, this it season. was great to give her kind of her own thing as being Eleven's friend, mm-hmm. and you know, kind of teaching her about like she, Eleven doesn't really have any fe- any female influences, let alone positive female influences <laughs> in her life. That's true. Like Nancy's not, you know 
not interacting with her, neither is Joyce. The rest of her friends are all boys. She's got a dad. And that's that's it. <laughs> and like I mean, I guess Joyce is now. Right. But she wasn't really involved in her life. Speaking of her dad, that the first, you know, couple of episodes of this season where he's trying to figure out how to break them up or how to keep them apart or <laughs> oh that was adorable to see the roller coaster of emotion that he went through because she wouldn't leave the door open for I th- what was it four inches or something to that effect something like that yeah it was and then the the to see the joy that came over him when he felt he won like he accomplished <laughs> what he set out to do and that, and that he really he truly felt that everything was going to be fine now like yep i followed your advice sort of and now it's done let's go i have fixed the world (laughs) every yet again this show has knocked it out of the park this i don't know where where they're i i mean they've hit they hit the russian aspect of it this time and now they're starting to tease some like Russian influence in Indiana. Now at the end of this season, they're talking about Russia in Russia. Like, how do they keep this story going in Hawkins, Indiana? Like, it well, ha- I mean, it's over after next season, right? Yes. Yeah. So, well, they've lost all of the people in the newspaper. Like, yeah, the this is not a is, hidden is thing anymore. Yeah. <laughs> the mall was destroyed by a giant, damp monster. And what was with the deal? But the they covered it that... up with that news thing in the end. They're like, it's all urban legend. Like, it just kind of disappeared because it did happen at night. And I guess the government all came and cleaned it up while they right, were sleeping. Paul Reiser showed up. Yeah, it's true. fine. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Reiser to the rescue. <laughs> the monster itself was great. Like yeah, visually, great, great monster design. I, the only complaint I had is that by the end of the season, he should have dried out because that thing was wet the entirety of the show. Because it was. Hey, man, ju- you don't know how their physiology works. I don't. I don't know. You're absolutely correct, but it was just like, ugh. like I wanted to focus on it more, but I kept getting queasy because it's like huh, I know what that term. Huh. That's disgusting. There was a lot of <laughs> oozing going on and turning into globs. Um, I have to say, um, I am 100% here for Lucas's fireworks plan, and I was mad at anybody who thought it wasn't a good idea. Yeah, anybody who thought it wasn't a good idea to bring fireworks to that was just wrong. Like, (laughs) why wouldn't you grab literal explosives in this situation? Grab them, use them, go nuts. Yeah, him coming into into play with his slingshot yet again. Like, there are things that, that just makes it like don't shoot the monster shoot the balloon 40 feet away to draw them yes that makes sense these they did a lot of interesting things fighting against this this monster in general and i thought they did a good job of like um like playing with 11 being powerless mm-hmm. like once you have this character that i mean we've we've seen this in a million superhero stories but if you have a character that's invulnerable that gets boring eventually right so to have uh, take take away her powers and find other ways to uh to get around this creature that normally we'd just be like okay 11 will kick its ass and we'll be done and throughout most of this season her powers were not 
as all-encompassing as they were in previous seasons. Mm-hmm. Like, everything was more powerful than her. Like She did seem to have a much better handle on, like, going into, like, when she that, goes into that sensory deprivation mm-hmm. state. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. She, she was just able to dip in and out of that, whereas that, like, was it season one that that was, like, the culmination was her being able to do that right. once. Yeah, it was nice to see that her powers were evolving, but it was also that this monster was very specifically training itself to be able to beat her right like she was the point so yeah i liked that she wasn't just like no she can just kill this thing it was very like no this thing has built this thing has spent time thinking about (laughs) how to not be killed by you (laughs) built the tolerance to 11 and the fact that the whole gang of kids each like in previous seasons they would stand behind her and she would save the day kind of thing and mm-hmm. in this season they couldn't do that like just with the interaction with um billy no the brother what's the brother's name charlie the bad guy the charlie billy 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 Bi- the b- interaction with billy at in the sauna jonathan is who i'm thinking of sorry oh uh, okay in, in in yes the sauna so she did what she could, but she definitely was not going to win by herself. And then the kids, you know, jumped in and they came up with the plan and locked him in the room. Like, she would have been just torn apart because, like you said, Chris, this is like that animal is different now. And it's and it's plotting and it's, you know, it's 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 the it's the right balance because now now not one character is the leader of this group they all banded together and you know it's a group effort it's yeah there is no group effort now there is no superman it is a truly a it's justice, a justice league, league. Shut up. <laughs> all in all great season i have to say one more thing sure which is the um father-daughter relationship between l and hopper mm-hmm. is trying to kill me why because okay I mean, this is unfortunate for, like, everyone listening to this and all of you guys, because none of you ever met my dad. But um, let's start with, and I never realized it till this season, David Hopper looks a lot like my dad. (laughs) Okay. And uh, Jim Hopper acts a lot like my dad did. Like, he was, you know, he was a guy's guy. He was, you know, the Hawaiian shirt and jeans thing. Definitely something he would have done. I the, love the fact that they commented on that, too. The whole, like, the way he acted in the restaurant, like, you know, trying to act like he knew what he was talking about, even though he clearly didn't. Like, just a lot of bravado and a lot of swagger. Not necessarily, like, toxic masculinity, just a lot of masculinity. <laughs> and the, and the like, oh, the letter at the end, mm. like... All of that, all of those feels that he couldn't articulate to her, but he still felt in his heart. And like at the end, we knew where his heart was and it was in a, in a really nice place. All of that is my dad. And I'm like, why is this show trying to kill me? And, you know, it's it's funny that you say that because not once, even no matter no matter what he did to break up i air quote that the relationship between the two of them i never felt like he was a douchebag dad no like he was i felt like he was doing what he thought was right but just doing it in the wrong mildly incorrectly (laughs) but the only way he knew how right and 
that is like that's a real fine line to tread because a character can like if that relationship breaks down in the like the viewer's eyes that's it like because he was he was her saving grace he's he's the one who protected her throughout season one and and gave her a home in season two like all of that stuff if that relationship breaks down this is a completely different dynamic for the whole cast yeah and and you could tell when they finally were reunited at the mall that it didn't break down that they were still very much like father daughter we love each other blah 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 and it was it was done beautifully Uh, like there was i mean there's certain things to nitpick about but overall like i honestly feel like this was one of the one of if not the best season that i enjoyed it's certainly like i i just think it's one of the best shows on television and i think the 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 fact that so many different kinds of people watch it as much as they do is a testament to that you know like karen's mom watches this show my mom watches this show my niece watches this show like it's it's just darn good television and it's 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 I can't it's wait till my kids time. are old enough to watch this show. Yeah. I was also saying to Karen, I can't wait until uh, John's old enough so I could scar him for life with a never-ending story. <laughs> Did I tell you the story about talking to one of my younger employees about, you know, we were talking about this show, and I was like, yeah, it's like, it's the Goonies trope. And he's like, the what? I'm like, you know, when a <laughs> group of kids get together and save the day. He's like, oh, that came from what now? I'm like, Are you shitting me? <laughs> It's like there was no. a recent there was a recent meme of of a picture of Sean Astin with, with some otter. otters. And it was like, look, it's Sean Astin from Stranger Things. No, it's Sean Astin from Lord of the Rings. No, you fetus, it's Sean Astin from the Goonies. <laughs> oh, we're old. Yeah. Well, Karen. I thought it was Sean Astin from Encino Man. I thought it was Sean Astin from Rudy. All right, we could do this all day. He has had a wonderful career, right? Really My has. kids and I have been watching a lot of uh, the 2012 Ninja Turtles cartoon. Ellie, in particular, just really loves the Ninja Turtles right now, and Sean Astin voices Raphael. Oh, magnificently, I might add. So, if we take all of Sean Astin's characters and put them into the same, you know, into some sort of same timeline, where does Fifty uh, First Dates Sean Astin fall in? Lord, I have no idea. Ultimate, ultimately forgettable, like that movie. <laughs> oh come on, Sean! I know I've seen juicer. it. But... Come on now. All right. We'll 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 end on the amazing career of Sean Aston. <laughs> well done, Karen. Thank you so much for the pick. I I there's I can't wait for the next season. What it's another what four years? I think something like that. Seven or eight years <laughs> at least. Yeah, it's for them, and then we'll see them as adults, and then that's it. That's that's where they're gonna end it. So, meanwhile, there's plenty of time to watch the never-ending story, and then not watch any of its direct-to-video sequels. Didn't oh, what was his name? Um, Jack Black was in one of them. Really? Really? Yeah. Good lord! He was one of the bullies in one of them. I remember that distinctly. That's exciting. Yeah. I I I was just totally into the first one. Loved the first Neverending Story. It scared the daylights out of me as a kid. I actually I what was weird is I watched it when I was at um I think the first time I saw it was at my cousin's house, but like my cousins were all outside playing and I was like in their parent, my aunt's bedroom or something watching it on TV. So I was all alone, kind of like how Sebastian, you know, mm-hmm. Bastion is all like 
alone in the library while, you know, reading the book and everything. So, and it just, it just freaked the hell out of me. You know, obviously like the horse dying was mm-hmm. like the thing, but you know, there's a lot of visuals in that, that movie that oh, can yeah. be scarring to a child. But like, I really, 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 really liked it. Yeah. And I watched it over and over and over again. And I remember renting the sequel, Never Ending Story 2, thinking like, wow, how did I miss this coming out in theaters? You know, Before Electric I was boogaloo. really really into the uh, direct-to-video concept, like didn't really connect with me. And I remember not hating it, but definitely didn't have the same, you know, budget and, uh, <laughs> and everything else. <laughs> But uh, I, I wouldn't mind rewatching that and then seeing what happened after it, just, just for poops and giggles one of these days. <laughs> just for poops and giggles. All right, let's take a quick break. Uh, when we get back, we got some news to talk about. Stay tuned. Are you enjoying the podcast you're listening to right now? Of course you are. But did you know that it's just one part of an entire network of geek-related goodness? Geekade.com is your one-stop shop for fresh original content no matter what your geek is. Each week, you'll find articles and podcasts about comic books, horror movies, X-Men, music, video games, music in video games, Transformers, anime, TV shows, tabletop gaming, wrestling, beer, and more. And hey, if you want to help us create even more original content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's available at patreon.com slash geekade. What's your geek? Hey guys, Vestlord Dean DeFalco here to tell you that we have a Twitch. Uh, yeah, Geekade has a Twitch, and we are streaming at least once a week. Uh, every Thursday, we are on from 6 to 11. That's five solid hours of me failing at whatever game is uh, going on that week. You want to see me cry? Twitch.tv slash Geekade. You want to see me achieve a massive victory? Twitch.tv slash Geekade. You want to see me eat food? Mukbang right there. Twitch.tv slash Geekade. Guys, check it out. It's a lot of fun. We got emoticons. uh, We got sub badges. We got all sorts of stuff going on over there. And if you just want to pop in, say hi, give us a follow. You know we really do appreciate it. Trying to uh, spread the love, trying to spread Vestlore Global to a house near you, maybe even your house. So, guys, pop in, say hello, and we'll catch you next time on twitch.tv slash geekade. See you then, guys. Stay Vestly, keep playing games. Geekade is looking for some partners. If you have something you'd like to advertise on any of our podcasts, our powerful overlords are ready to talk to you. Send your proposal to mail at geekade.com with the words podcast ads in the subject line, and our diligent army of trained ants will put you in touch with the head of our advertising department. With a weekly audience that reaches well into the dozens, Geekade is the perfect place to get your ads into the ears of the right people. Once again, that's mail at geekade.com. Send your ad in today. And we're back. Thank you so much for checking out the commercials. Let's talk some news. First up from Deadline.com. Karen, I'm really curious as to how you feel about this story. NFL and Pluto TV team up for streaming channel celebrating pro football's past. Now, Ms. Karen, I know that you are a, a football fan. Indeed I am. Is is there is there a place for a full channel of past stories? I mean, there's certainly the content for it. Uh, it's not. Um, <laughs> but I'm sure there is content. It's been around for like 150 years or something like that. 
Um, I mean, yeah, I think there's a place for it. I am not so much one of those people who's like, oh, I'm going to watch rewatch this great game from the past. But there are definitely those people definitely exist. All right, because uh, th- there was a deal worked out where it is. Um, it's it's stories. It's 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 not it's not new games. How's that? Nope. It's all past information and i i don't i don't know how that how well that will do well, well there yeah like she said there's definitely an audience for people who want to watch oh you remember this game this was the game where this thing happened this was a classic game and right but every once in a while i will see a, a game like like re-airing on espn classic like at a bar or something and be like oh my god this is that game and it is kind of fun to watch that okay. i'm not gonna seek it out but other people would. Interesting. And I think they had said in here there's going to be a lot of other stuff like documentary type stuff and and that and that I I I understand like that I could see being additional content to a sport a new sports channel like okay a channel that features new sport games new sporting games whether it's fo- football baseball basketball whatever that they show those documentaries in between the current games yeah you, you, like you, you, am i explaining that properly i feel like i, I smell what the rock is cooking okay um just uh I, you're the rock in this scenario i appreciate that thank you um this is like i feel as, as people as and i may be way off base as a, a sports fan wants to see the new sporting event whatever it may be to have a channel distinctly for past sporting events and documentaries, I don't know how well I could see it being sprinkled in. I don't know how well just that will do. I see this especially as for older sports fans who want to relive the glory days of their team. Okay. Indeed. Back before they put all those rules and helmets on everybody. Yeah, back when he used to be able to kill a guy on the field. <laughs> that's right. Just slaughter him in front of I, his own mother. I mean, that's what my dad used to say when I was a kid and there would be, you know, a, 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 an injury timeout. My dad would go, dead guy on the field. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was one line in this. Hold on. Let me see if I can find it. All right. Yeah. Okay. CBS, which will which will be airing the 60th season of NFL games this fall is about to reunite with Viacom in a 30 billion dollar all stock deal. That's a lot of money for football. Football's a big money industry. Money. Yeah, it's a, it's quite the money maker. It's a money maker, it's a booty shaker. Hey yo. So there it is. Um Pluto TV, want to get your 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 sports i don't want to say memorabilia but you know nostalgia sports ball <laughs> your sporting nostalgia on that's the place to go um man i remember when pluto started mm-hmm. like i it was, it was just like, like you a, had heard of it and no one else yeah and, and you would like, tell people about it and they'd be like so wait what it's on the internet like what is this like, yeah it's it's tv on the internet and there's a whole channel devoted to mystery science theater it's great <laughs> And, like, they still have the Mystery Science Theater channel, which is great, but now it's got all these commercials in it. And, like, when it started, it was just... It was it's just, like YouTube, almost. Yeah, just... Con- and there was a lot of YouTube content. There was just a lot of repeat content from YouTube and all these other places that was just, like, 
and this is internet TV. So instead of you seeking out specifically, I want to watch this YouTube video, it takes a bunch of curated content mm-hmm. and is constantly playing it, and you tune in. Right. And it has since like changed itself around a lot to be more like other you know, online content that's like, okay, well, there's... I mean, and that's, this. that's all this is all this is is a, is a curated channel for pluto are they creating new stuff i don't think they I don't, have any i mean i guess they are now with this whole nfl channel thing interesting <sighs> i don't know i'm so out of the sporting world it's beyond me now all right so that uh, let's i'm gonna scroll and and bounce around a little bit in our feed so that let's let's talk dancing with the stars um oh yes let's let's talk dancing <laughs> let's with get the this stars. garbage out of From the way realityblurred.com dancing with the stars 28 tweet dancing with the stars 28 cast camaro brown hannah brown christy brinkley sean spicer and eight others so this is the new cast of dancing with the stars i'm going to scroll all the way down because is this the list of them? No, I think that's the dancers. Hold on. I think I scrolled too far. All right. There it is. <clears throat> Hannah Brown from The Bachelorette. Lauren Alina from American Idol. James Vanderbeek. Sure is. You <laughs> skipped over Karamo Brown above the Oh, uh, Karamo Brown. There. I'm sorry. There was an ad. Uh, Ray Lewis. Kate Flannery. Allie Brooke. Lamar Odom. Kel Mitchell from Keenan and Kel. Uh, Sean Spicer? Really? Yeah, that's the one I have a problem with. Really? That's yeah. the one we everyone should have a problem with. Yeah, that's not like some star. No. It's not some TV star. That, that is was... a person who actively did awful things in the name of you know lying to the American public on a regular basis. Wow. And he like he showed up on SNL like it was some kind of big joke like he was in on the joke like this isn't a joke there's nothing funny about this guy this he shouldn't be like having a career on dancing with the stars or any kind of reality television like this guy irreparably damaged a lot of this country and no i'm not not that i was going to watch this show anyway right. but but the, no one should the, yeah. yeah the whole jokeifying uh, Trying to turn this what's left of this guy's career into a reality show is it's grotesque. I feel bad for saying his name first before Christy Brinkley and Mary Wilson from the Supremes because they now just got like that. Everybody else I'm okay with. Most of them I don't know. Everybody else sounds like, you know, uh, Dancing with the Stars fodder, you know? I mean, except for James Vanderbeek. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. James Vanderbeek. <laughs> is he is he not dancing with he sounds like da- dancing with the stars fodder to me. <laughs> sounds but like exactly Dawson, up his alley. Damn it. <laughs> I mean, Dancing with the Stars should not have put this guy on, nope. but also the other people, the other stars should not have agreed to be on a season with this guy. And there's no way they didn't know that's how contracts work, like they're, you know, it's not like the other celebrities on the show were going to be a surprise. That can't be the excuse for for all 11 other of these people. Well, 
And some of them are equally terrible people. Ray Lewis, for example, is an alleged uh, wife beater. Really? Oh, yeah. Interesting. He's a real bad dude. Of course, uh, this is coming from a Steelers fan, and, you know, (laughs) there's no one we hate more than the Ravens, so... Take it with a bit of grain of salt, but it, <laughs> he is not a bad enough dude to rescue is the a, president. He is not a bad enough dude to rescue the president. Well, I mean, maybe he Man. is. That boy, that whole that whole thing took a different turn, but yeah, it did. Let's not let's not dive down that rabbit so, hole. So there, there it is. There's your cast for next season's Dancing with the Stars. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. Let's move on. Variety.com brings us. Robert De Niro's company is filing a $6 million lawsuit against an (sighs) ex-employee. So apparently this person, former employee, accusing her of embezzling money and binge-watching Netflix while on the job. So her salary was apparently somewhere in the range of $300,000. And she raked up a lot of money on the corporate account and spent most of her time watching Netflix, apparently. Yeah. I mean, this isn't really a TV story, except like it's, fu- it's kind Netflix of Netflix is in there. I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah. Except that also employers need to um, figure out something. Uh, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to get too deeply into this issue, but like people, it used to be like, no music allowed in the workplace or whatever. And I think it's pretty, a lot of workplaces now have an established practice. It's okay. You put music on, you have your headphones on, you're not disturbing anybody. Listen to music while you work. At this point, I think that workplaces need to adopt something similar to that practice. Cause that's what, that's the new music. Mm-hmm. The background music the background now noise. is, is TV for a lot of people. Yeah. Like it doesn't mean that you're just sitting there watching something and ignoring what you're supposed to be doing. And I know that it's going to take a lot more than me just saying it for workplaces to actually be like, yeah, you know what? She's got a point. But, so like, c- I have a point. The company alleges that. A lot that- of us, cer- certainly, if we can't watch TV while we work, we certainly wish we were. See, but, like, this is, this. okay, the fact that this is what they say she was watching, this was definitely on in the background. The company alleges that during a four-day period in January, she watched 55 episodes of Friends. Right. Yeah. Nobody's watching that show from she, the no. beginning. She wasn't catching that shit for the first time. She was, uh, you know, uh, 20 episodes of Arrested Development and 10 episodes of Shit's Creek. Now, Shit's Creek, maybe. maybe. Yeah, but maybe if 10 episodes. She was probably what she was like, just trying what to I do. Catch up. <laughs> I, I watch stuff that I haven't seen or something on my lunch break. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm watching shows that are, you know, I'm chilling in the background, that's one thing. But. I can't watch anything that I haven't seen before. You because, actively say, I can't watch this. Like, you've yeah, said that. <laughs> it's got to be something that I can concentrate on my work with. But, you know, things that aren't like that, like Shit's Creek or new shows that I haven't seen before, like, that's what you do on, on your lunch break, you know? Right, 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 right. Or while, you know, using the corporate credit card. Yeah, that to, was, it. what was it? For, uh, for personal use. It was... <laughs> Thirty sixty thousand dollars between uh, food and uh, Uber rides. I wish I had sixty thousand dollars. Unbelievable! All right, well there it is. Good luck with your lawsuit. Um, Variety Variety brings us the next one as well. Uh, Cowboy Bebop Alina Satine 
joins Netflix live action series. I felt like I recognized her. Do I recognize her from something? I can't Ooh. tell you. I looked up her credits and I don't recognize her from anything, but right. I don't know everything you've seen. Okay, it's true. Um, and she will be playing Julia. Mm-hmm. Chris, who's that? Spike's ex-girlfriend that she he talks like a legend. He talks about like she's some sort of like legendary figure okay. and she's not all that impressive. Okay. But that was kind of the point that she was just like this regular girl. All right. So seeing the real world incarnation of it, how do you feel? I don't know. I have no attachment to that character all at all. All right, there you go. So more cast news for the live action Cowboy Bebop, which we will probably watch to see if it is the train wreck that it could possibly be. I don't know. I feel good about it so far. So but far, yes. Again. But come on, be honest. That thing could go horribly awry. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, it, it definitely could and probably will go horribly awry. <laughs> I'm holding out my uh, judgment until I see Ed. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's going to be a breaker. That that's going to be the big mystery is how do you handle that character in live action? Because like that was the thing with that show is it was, it was pretty grounded, except Ed. Mm-hmm. It was just like, and here is this com- here is this cartoon character. Here is a straight up cartoon, a cartoon character, character in, in a show that's trying not to be a cartoon almost. Yeah, it's it's not very cartoony, but this character is a hundred percent cartoon. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. It's like reading a comic and then slapstick shows up. And you're like, huh? What? <laughs> oh, slapstick. What a weird character. Right, yeah. Good pull. Nice. Uh, Deadline.com brings us Sarah Michelle Gellar to star in other people's houses. Dramedy. Dramedy. That's just a weird word to see printed out. Uh, it's in works at Fox from Ringer Duo and Neil Murren. I don't know who they are. but I don't know, but I'm glad it's like a TV series and not just literally to star in other people's houses. Yeah, that would be weird. That's what I thought it was by the lead, like by that title. So that's why I read it. But, She's uh, just gonna go to people's houses, yeah. and like Live do there. stuff, yeah, just couch and surf. be the star. <laughs> Imagine there was a show about Sarah Michelle Gellar just couch surfing. I People think would watch I, it. I would might watch that just to see what happens. I'd want to be on it. She could be on our couch. We just got a sofa bed. It's yeah. awesome. It's true. It's true. Um, There's no TV up there, but I could accommodate. Yeah, it's true. There's uh, a computer. Geller will star and executive produce this project. It's based on a book by Abby Waxman. So I have no idea what this is. I'm glad to see that uh, she is getting more work. Uh, It's just a shame that she's always tied to the Buffy show. Like she's she's done a lot of things, right? I feel like she's done a lot of things. And it's always Buffy the Vampire Slayer. But, I mean, well, that was some of her best biggest. work. That yeah. was the iconic role. That's what yeah. made her career. I'm actually scrolling to see if they actually list anything else that she has done. Uh, Gail has also been set to star and executive produce Sometimes I Lie, which is a limited series based on a former BBC journalist, Alice Feeney. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, th- she's going to she's gonna be doing a lot, I guess. We haven't seen her in a while, too. She's been out of the, the. She's been off the radar for a bit. Yeah, she was on that um, that show with Robin Williams that got canceled pretty quick. 
Yeah, I actually, actually looked pretty little, decent. Uh, I, f- I feel like they actually commented on that. In yeah, this. it's in the last paragraph. Is it past the uh, uh, crazy ones? I remembered that. Yeah. <sighs> Darn shame. Yeah. yeah. I thought it looked like a pretty good show. I just never got around to watching it. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. I remember seeing it. It, it didn't resonate very much. Like, I don't remember any of the plot lines or anything. But uh, I remember it being decent. All right, Didn't so then make your toes curl. Yeah, no. All right, so now I'm gonna scroll back up. Let's start with. All right, we're now going into the Kit Harrington section of our show. Um, so first, first up from EW.com, we find out where Jon Snow was going when at the end of the you know the season finale of Game of Thrones, where he you know he just oh, wandering yeah, away. I forgot that that story got posted. Where was he going? Uh He's just, he was a bathroom. Yeah. Uh, yeah be right back, guys. He, Shop, he, right? he went to go write his name in the snow. Um, <laughs> there was a couple of rumors, but he was apparently going back to rejoin the wildlings. Because I guess that's where he belonged. Yeah, I buy that. I mean, he was being punished by being sent to Castle Black, but he said, no, I'm bouncing. I'm going to be with my people. Okay. And I don't think anybody at Castle Black was going to argue yeah. with that after w- what yeah. he led them through. It's true. So, okay. <sighs> so now, after I've had some distance, I want to rewatch that whole show. Do you? I do. Okay. I'd love to rewatch it someday. I mean, I rewatched the whole thing up leading up to season, season eight, but now, now that I know how it ends, I want to do that again and see wow. if I still feel that way about. I mean, I don't want to do it now, right now. but but now, <laughs> sometime. Oh. oh, crap! Whose turn is it? Is it mine? Yeah, it's your turn this week. Mm-hmm. Oh, I should start thinking about that. You guys talk about the news. All right. So, um, <laughs> ooh, this is going to be a good segue because the next Kit Harrington article is that. Uh, let's talk about this one because a couple of them had. Uh, a couple of appearances in our news feed um, from Newsarama. Kit Harrington is confirmed in the Eternals. So he is, there was rumors that he was going to be in a Marvel property that has been confirmed. Now he is more specifically, he's going to be in the Eternals movie as black Knight. Um, that is a deep cut. Um, <laughs> but a good choice. I Good think. choice. It is. He is a, a knight-looking character that his, uh, what's the guy's name? Dane Whitman. Um, he carries around a cursed sword. Uh, yeah, I'm okay with the pick. Looks good. I mean, it, it makes sense given his past experiences with knights and swords. <laughs> I feel like he's sure. being typecasted. I mean, he can do the he can do the sword play for sure. Uh. Yeah, I saw some uh, speculation between the time when the rumor came out that he was going to be in the MCU and who, the confirmation of who he was going to be. I saw some speculation of like, oh, who do you think he's going to be? And I'll save it for another yeah. story. But yeah, I was like, no, what that's not. I feel I like I did. I read this next. I don't know what this. Nope. It's a redirect notice. I don't know what, where that one's going. Um. It does go Crazy to a Ex-Girlfriend story. Patriot yes. Act. 
Yes. Okay, so I cl- I didn't read that one. So Karen, previously uh, they announced the winners of some um, some of the juried uh, Emmys juried awards. Ooh. Okay. What does that um, mean? Their award categories are evaluated separately from the rest of the awards and require all entrants to be screened by a panel of professionals in the appropriate peer group. So they're judged by people who, like, they're like choreography. They're judged by choreographers. Okay. Et cetera. And so, uh, let's see. Patriot Act with Hassan. Minaj. Minaj among Emmys, juried award winners. Uh, so yeah, uh, that show won, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend won some, I think it was for like a production number. Okay. My Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and Love, Death, and Robots. Interesting. Well, I, okay. Outstanding Individual Achievement in Animation. Interesting Mm -hmm. categories. Carmen Sandiego. Outstanding Innovation in Interactive Media. Wow, these are really interesting categories. Outstanding motion design, outstanding choreography for scripted programming. That's what yeah, that's what Crazy Ex-Girlfriend got. Because they do a lot of dance numbers. I get it. Okay. These are, to me, sort of more meaningful Emmys because um, they're like, you know, they're things that really take a lot of skill to be good at. And they're things that are judged by people who know what they're talking about and... Uh, you know the the popular Emmys that are broadcast on the main broad are awarded on the main broadcast are sometimes more of like politically motivated or you know popularity contest or you know all kinds of different reasons for those awards to be given out. But these are kind of like I don't know for lack of a better term more pure. Okay, all right. So they 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 mean a lot and good for those good for these people who won. It's neat that the outstanding individual achievement in animation. I I'm assuming is broken down into production designer, character design, color, background painter, production design, background design, character animation, storyboard artist. Like, and wow, Love, Death, and Robots, Carmen Sandiego, Age of Sail. Those are the three. Those three shows took that category. Or all of those awards. Interesting. And, and all those people, you know, otherwise it wouldn't be recognized because who the hell knows what what it is that they do. Right. Right. All right. Um, CNET.com brings us Netflix Breaking Bad sequel. El Camino gets a trailer. Trailer looks good. I mean... I can't. When I I never watched Breaking Bad. I didn't watch it full Same. through. I tried. Yeah. Uh, a little too close to home for Evan, but um, it looks very dramatic. <laughs> I didn't know Jesse Pinkman would had such a. I thought he was like one of the main characters, and apparently some really bad stuff happened to, i don't know but the movie's coming i think uh a, a part of this was how the uh yeah. some information about this got leaked okay like ahead of when they well yeah the, meant the to. um what was that guy's name from Better Call Saul? Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, he actually commented. He said, "I find it hard to believe you did. You don't know it was shot." He said, "They did it. 
You know what I mean? How is that a secret? But it is. They've done an amazing job of keeping it a secret. So he's literally breaking the secret was... by saying, that was a good secret. Yeah. Dope. <laughs> well, oh, Bob. Well, Way to go, Bob. Way to go, Bob. Um, I'm looking to see. I don't see any sort of when it's coming. So it should be soon, seeing as Bob is telling us that it's done. We'll keep an eye out for that because apparently that that has apparently been wanted. That's something that people have been clamoring, clamoring. for. Hey, Jinx, yeah. you owe me a beer. There you go. So we'll keep an eye out for that one. Um, I think this is the final article before we hit the Disney round. Uh, scrolly, scrolly, scrolly. Yes. All right. So final non-Disney article is tvline.com Dickinson trailer god damn it Dickinson trailer Haley Steinfeld is a literary rebel in Apple TV plus comedy okay so I'm assuming by what I gather from this trailer and the trailer looks very entertaining um, this show is a modernization fictitious take on Emily Dickinson Yes. Okay. But it's set as a period piece similar to um a knight's tale almost. Yeah. Um and it's a comedy? Yep. Okay. I think I got all the Nailed it. I got all the I got all the beats. <laughs> Good. You did. I have I have not heard anything about this up until this. This is this something that you've known about at all, Karen? Not at all. Okay, cool. I was pleasantly surprised to discover it today. The trailer does look fun. Um, it does look a little bit like, hey, millennials, check, like, check out this, <laughs> you know, thing about Emily Dickinson. She was cool. She was not boring. Hey, you remember that girl that was in that movie with all the other girls that were singing a lot? She's in it. Because it yes. took me a minute to realize I know where that girl is from. I just got to remember. Um, so I like when they do these. Um, I am a big fan of like some of the other, like in the 90s, they did a lot of the um, Jane Austen stuff mm -hmm. in this kind of style. They've done Shakespeare and the th stories in this kind of style. Yep. And I like it. I think it works. I think it um, makes it more accessible to younger audiences who are like, yeah, if it's, if not going to do the work of like figuring out what all those old words that we don't use anymore, what they mean. Well, if it's done right, yes. Like they're, they're, great like i said just a knight's tale it's one of my favorite mm -hmm. movies um but then you get something like oh what's the one with um uh, hamlet no was it hamlet no romeo and juliet uh, i mean i don't like romeo and juliet to begin with but that was, baz lerman one oof, with the with the leo and kate and, yeah oh Lots of so bad so bad see but like it could, and and that's the point. If it's done well, it could be really good and stand the test of time and whatnot. And then there's stuff like that. So, so. this looks entertaining. It looks like it's going to be. I mean, be fun. it does look good, but you know, I'll reserve judgment until I see it. We shall see. <laughs> Me and my fellow uh, English lit majors will, you know, cross our arms and harumph until we actually <laughs> find out. All right. So let's move on to the Disney Hour. Um, <laughs> all right, so I'm just going to start at the top. Uh, 
Ming-Na Wen. She got casted in The Mandalorian, which I... she <laughs> So she has officially secured the Disney franchise trifecta. Yep. Um, Mulan, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and now The Mandalorian. She's in all of the universes. She's got it. She wins. And don't forget Street Fighter. <laughs> okay. Like I, I said, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., <laughs> Mulan, and now The Mandalorian. Um, so, yeah, I, bef- before I, we delve into any more, just so you guys know, the D23 Expo has ha- has come and gone, and that's where all of the Disney news now gets released. So, all the Star Wars, the Marvel, the, the Disney Plus, everything, everything you care that about. you care about has been, the information has either been teased or released so we got a bunch of stories to talk about that is the except first. spider-man returning to the mcu that's still a no-go is it still i thought that went back and forth it is as it is as of now a done deal it's not never going to happen again but as of right now i could have sworn i saw sony us. is moving ahead with their script for the third spider-man movie with tom holland that is in continuity with the previous ones, but they can't mention Tony Stark, Iron Man, The Avengers, Happy Hogan, uh, any of that stuff. So it's going to be a great movie, probably. It's going it's gonna, gonna to go go really well for him. <laughs> I could have sworn I saw some sort of picture. Maybe it was just a reposting of an old photo that, that Spider-Man had been brought back in. That's I did a see a story that the um, unknown actor... Tom Tolland had been cast as Spider Dude, so Speeder Dude, and it was like him with a you know his hair dyed blonde and a goatee. (laughs) It's really cute. He looked like a young Guy Fieri. It was kind of disturbing. No. All right, um, Hollywood Reporter. We're just getting these these bits and pieces from all over the place. Um, So Disney Plus is now giving us a Miss Marvel series. Which Yay! is uh, Marvel's first Muslim superhero. Uh, she has stretchy powers, right? That's what she does. Yeah, I, I have not read almost any of her books. I kept meaning to get them in trade. Right. And then I never did because I'm a bad person. Um, uh, but I've I, heard great things about her. I think one of the things that always turned me off to her was her link to the Inhumans, which I've never really cared about at all. But... Uh, I hear she's pretty awesome. So, so yeah, I, I used to do work for the Joe Kubert Art School, and one of the graduates there, uh, Minkyu, uh, young kid, amazing artist. Um, he actually did a bunch of art for. He was the artist on a bunch of her titles, a bunch of her books. Um, that knowing him and seeing that you know that title on the shelf with his name on it made me buy it, and it's actually. Like the stories are well done. It's it's not just fodder. It's not trying to you know because there's a lot of it's a female. It's a Muslim female. It's you know there's a lot of check boxes marked, and it wasn't just that. They 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 did a really good job with in you know incorporating a solid character into the Marvel universe. So yeah, the little stuff that I did read, it never felt that way. Right. You know, I remember. I wish I could remember what what I was reading that where it was had something to do with Wolverine. Like she teamed up with Wolverine once and it was hilarious because she was just kind of like half nerding out about it. Mm-hmm. Like, she's like, I'm teaming up with Wolverine. He was just like, this, this isn't a team up. 
who are you? Why are you here? Stop it. And it was, and it was pretty, pretty amusing, but it was like, you know, they did a whole bit where she was at home eating dinner with her family and it was, it was good. Good stuff. So it, this, are these all live action? Yeah. Wow. Except for that is awesome. Okay. So moving. what if is the only one that's not live action? Okay. Moving on to the next one. And I'm skipping one purposefully because it's for me. IGN lets us know that she Hulk series is coming to Disney plus she Hulk, uh, otherwise known as Jennifer Walters, the cousin of Bruce Banner is getting her own live action (laughs) series. And man, has the internet reaction to this been delicious. Why explain? Oh, just the the lots of men, angry men being like, "Oh, now the Hulk's got to be a girl now." There's a Miss Marvel, and and the Hulk's got to be. Why is everyone got to be a girl? I mean, like, there's one God. that's going around where someone literally said, "Women's rights don't matter." Uh, like, oh, oh, this is one. Like, you really have no idea. Like, this isn't. This isn't. This isn't new. She, she is. This isn't new. And like, She Hulk isn't She Hulk. She's really different from Hulk. Right. Yeah. She, she, okay. So she became the Hulk because she got a blood transfusion because she was dying and from Bruce, which gave her her Hulkian powers. Um, she spends most of her time as She Hulk. Uh, yeah. Cause she, like, as far as I know, she, she's never been the brainless Hulk, right? No. She's always well, had her. There have been storylines where she, she does. Like currently, there's a Hulk book out called the immortal hulk where she fights the hulk and the angrier she got the stupider she got kind of thing um but but like she's never been like bruce where it's just like no she hulks out and then she's like has no control she had she has always had control over it and she used it as to like to show what she had she used it differently than well bruce never actually used it it was a, a burden to him, but she, like mm-hmm. she's a lawyer, she's intelligent. Like there's a lot of things revolving around that character that is going to be really interesting to see, especially in a live action. I heard this this horrible rumor that breaks my heart that she was going, she was going to be um, Peter's lawyer in the third Spider-Man movie. You know, since his, have you seen Far From Home? Nope, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. That's right. You don't care about spoilers. The post-credits business at the end, spoiler alert, everybody mm-hmm. who hasn't seen the movie, is um, Mysterio outing him as Peter Parker as Spider-Man. Oh. And um, so, like, the the running theory was that the next movie was going to feature her as his lawyer. Okay. Um, but clearly that's not going to happen now. <laughs> Maybe that was their plan, and then this whole bullshit happened. <laughs> Disney said, like, no. well, fuck, we already got the show developed, so I guess we're going to keep doing it. <laughs> I, I'm really interested to see how that goes. Um, I'm super bummed that there isn't a current Daredevil in the MCU because, like, come on, man, let's get them MCU lawyers battling it out. Dun, dun. <laughs> law and Order yeah, MCU. Marvel Law and Order MCU. I like it. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, there's your title. Um, all right, next up. Wyatt Russell cast in the Falcon and Winter Soldier series. Um, Wyatt Russell will be playing. Ooh, I can't remember the guy's name. John Walker. Yes, but he. Okay, Super Patriot. Yeah, uh, was a Super Patriot he or was U.S. agent? Both Super Patriot, U.S. agent. Um, 
he was Captain America for a short period of time. Yeah, and before before they were like, uh, yeah, you you can't be Captain America. You crazy. Yeah, he cray cray. <laughs> so yeah, I'm really curious to see how that plays out um, because it, in essence, in this show, there will be three characters that have donned the mantle of Captain America because Bucky falcon and now this guy have all at one point in time in the marvelous universe comic book universe and been captain america none of them hold a candle to steve this is true very Fight very me. true i'm very feisty tonight i you see guys. that um next up we got a, a trailer for the mandalorian from on youtube looks looks good the special effects I have look no good. idea what's going on in this show but yeah like give it to me sure and is care. that boba fett Wars. No. Okay. Be- that's a Mandalorian. Right. But Boba Fett is a Mandalorian. And yeah. he has the color scheme of, at the end of the trailer, he has the color scheme of Boba Fett. So. Uh, yeah, I guess. I didn't really notice the color scheme thing. At the, at, well, it was at the very, at the very end of, well, I won't say the very, very end. Because the very end isn't him, like, he asks him a question, then he just turns and doesn't say anything. So you get the helmet. Um, there were a couple of scenes towards the end of the trailer where have that greenish, you know, suit. But hey, it doesn't matter. It's a bounty hunter from Mandalorian. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't the only one to right. have that. No. No. Oh, I thought I. Okay, that was that's news to me. I thought it was like that was their thing. They all sort of look the same, but just different colors. I mean, I think it's safe to assume that there had to be some repeat colors along the line somewhere, right? I mean, I guess I don't know that for a fact, but unless there's like 12 Mandalorians, well, there, like there is a point, polka dot. There's the guy that has the unicorns on his costume. I'm not, that's, I want the plaid, the plaid Mandalorian. I, I want that situation. Oh, all right. CV.com lets us know that Kat Dennings is returning to the... Well, this oh, is just yeah. the MCU. This story. What the hell? <laughs> She's coming. And we heard that she was coming back. Did we know that it was to WandaVision? No, I didn't even remember hearing that she was coming back. Just like I could have sworn you guys right. brought that to my attention. Because you sure, were really... Kat Dennings is coming back. I figured for the Thor movie, since you know Jane's going to be there. Let's let's rock that house. No, her and like the cop dude from Ant Man yeah. are coming to WandaVision. What? Yeah, this sounds what all is sorts of weird. I'm kind of no, I'm very curious to see what they do because they keep saying that it's like a 50s set. Like, mm, I don't. Mm, okay, and uh, Olsen assured fans at San Diego Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con this year that WandaVision will be a fun departure for well, what we've seen of Scarlet Witch and Vision thus far on the big I screen. I sure hope so. Yeah, because yeah, I gotta say, like, there's not much there. <laughs> not a, there's well, I mean, even if there is some there, it's not fun. No. Like, all right, all right. I, I'll take that back in the area of uh, Vision. Vision is kind of fun. You know, when he showed up in the sweater vest and the uh, in uh, Civil War and when he was trying to cook for her. Like, yeah, there's there's some fun to be had with Vision. But Wanda's never really been all that fun, except for when she was with Pietro, who they freaking killed and didn't bring back in the last movie. Ah, profound sadness. I was watching well, At least they named the baby after him, right? Oh. Yeah, they need the baby after him. Whatever. I was watching yeah. Kick-Ass the other day. You remember that mm-hmm. movie? Where Hell yeah, I remember Kick-Ass. Where both Quicksilver show up together. Yeah, <laughs> I, I forgot, forgot about, about that. that. <laughs> uh, so there you go. We're going to get um, 
if what was Wonder the character? Vision's going to be a weird ass show, yeah. Darcy. D- no, no, it was the other, the Jimmy Woo, the offbeat cop from Ant Man. We also he's showing up too. I don't know. This is like I have no no idea whatsoever to about this show. None. No clue. I don't think I don't think the people in charge of it have a clue. <laughs> I think they're just throwing things against the wall to see what sticks. They're like we're Disney, we have money. You want to make a weird show? Sure, let's go nuts. All right. Um, and I'm gonna say this is the second to last. Uh, let's click on here. EW.com lets us know that Disney has confirmed confirms Obi Wan Kenobi series and reveals new details. Um, the biggest detail is that it's going to be starring you and McGregor. There we yeah. go. That is. Yeah, it is. We're good with that. And he's he's starting to get to the uh, Alec Guinness portion of his life, so and that's kind of interesting. It makes all sorts of sense. He did a very good job. So, yeah, there's not a lot, at least from my perspective, there's not a whole lot to love about the prequel trilogy. But Ewan McGregor is is quite lovable. One of those things. He is one of those things. So, there you go. Um, not much. The, uh, another thing I thought was interesting, and because I'm a Stephen King fan, he is going to be in the Doctor Sleep movie, which is the post, I think it's after The Shining. It, yeah, yeah. That's the next story featuring that, that, that cast of characters. So, he's doing well as, so far. We'll see what happens when he's... Uh, when Disney fied with Obi-Wan, because the last time he played Obi-Wan was before Disney took over, right? Yep. All right. Yeah. We'll see what happens. See what happens. All right. And finally, see, you could tell I'm in charge of the news reading because I saved this one for last. The final and most important bit of information that I care about, Disney Plus has let me know that I am getting a live action moon knight series you personally me personally they they called me they said hey evan we're doing this said, for we're you. gonna do this for you so yeah the the moment that this news went live evan's feed friggin oh, exploded <laughs> personal rest is tagging instagram <laughs> for the record i believe karen was the first one to throw it up on facebook before he got inundated with messenger things it's- very true. Karen was on top of the on top of it. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, I couldn't believe my eyes, man. I thought it was I bullshit. I couldn't believe it. I so thought it was bullshit. Um, this is the story that I saw people speculating, like, "Oh, Kit Harrington's going to be mm-hmm. Moon Knight." Like, you're fucking crazy. Yeah, you're as crazy as Moon Knight yeah. if you think that's real. So, for those that don't know, I am a huge Moon Knight fan. Um, the character is. It, <sighs> I hate this. I, I, for those that don't know, it's the easiest way to explain it. But he is like the Marvel's version of Batman, and I say that painfully. Um, he's a dude. He's got money, and he fights crime. But that's where it stops. He's, right. He's also got like multiple personalities. He's and... he's, he's got split personality disorder. Uh, he kills. He doesn't have a problem killing. Um, he gets his powers, if he has powers, depending on what storyline they're doing, from an Egyptian god. Like, there is a deep, deep story history here. And I can't wait to see what they do. I, 
people are like that's like I I follow certain you know Facebook groups and whatnot, and people are already you know knocking it, and that pisses me off because literally we have absolutely no information except for the fact that it's coming. That's it. Now, I am settle down, people. I am optimistic because it's never been done before, and I do own the Halle Berry Catwoman, so that's my bad bar. If it if it doesn't sink below that, I'm okay. I'm happy because I will see my favorite character on the screen. But even still, like really, even take even take the Marvel show. All right, never mind. I was gonna say take the Marvel show you like the least. Like they haven't done anything truly awful. But then I remember Inhumans existed. See, and, but well, you know what? the The visual aspect of Inhumans was fine. The story was a little wonky, and I think they did the whole Medusa thing just to save money, like cutting off her hair to save money. But it was it was not good in any stretch of the imagination. But it could have been really bad like horrific i mean i didn't watch it but you're telling me that could have been worse yes. because it looked pretty bad it, okay so they for the beats that they hit they did them well like except for the medusa thing like i said that was a a, a, a cheap cheap money saving thing because that's all she is her power is her hair and it's you know reactive but lockjaw the dog right that teleporting mm-hmm. thing they did it was fine uh, Black Bolt, that the his power being sound based, they did that fine. The infighting of the family, the royal family, they did that fine. Like I am very forgiving when it comes to comic book movies and television shows. Um, it is if just not if they screw up Moon Knight. And yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's going to be a problem. Evan will rage, but I still get to see it. So that's yeah, and like that was an that was an ABC John yeah as the as as of as that old nineties gemstone will tell you that was that was an ABC thing that wasn't your traditional like Marvel TV doing stuff these these look like these smell to me like they're more in line with the whole Marvel Netflix stuff and if that's the bar of quality that we're looking at here I think I think we're in good hands yeah I mean. The character, this character in particular, multiple personalities that actually play a part in all of his stories, um, a really good rogues gallery, like it's, and it's uh, like it's a cloaked dude with a cape and he's cray cray. It's I can't wait to see I what can't. it looks like. Yeah, because he's like the color of Moon Knight's outfit. I feel has always been. If, you know, because I've never seen it in live action you know, outside of cosplay, but it's like it's one of those things like or a Storm's outfit from the 90s where it's like, OK, is she wearing white mm. or is it like shiny black? Right. Like what what is it? And it, it just seems very open to interpretation. And and what's funny is the I have a, a buddy of mine. Well, uh, uh, Fernando Ruiz, who's a who's an artist friend of mine. Um, he and I our first conversation that we ever had was about Moon Knight because he's also a fan. And he got, like, his bone of contention is throughout the whole history of Moon Knight, they've changed him from what he originally was to this character that we see now who is dressed all in white so that he is not hidden from anything, so on and so forth. His first appearance was in a comic book called Werewolf by Night. He was hired by Mafia 
to hunt down a werewolf. So his costume was silver because werewolves don't like uh, silver. That's very practical. Right? So I think that lasted for two or three issues and then it ke- it kept the same shape and style which had this weird sort of half cape that attached to his cuffs and then it became white. And now we have this very dark looking cloaked giant billowing cape dude and who knows they could use that character there was a a a run where he was just wearing a white business suit all the time i hope they don't do that i remember that i hope they don't do that because that would be a cop-out don't do that please yeah that'd be like remember that old captain america movie where like 15 minutes into the movie they gave red skull plastic surgery yes so it was just like dude yeah dude (laughs) bad dude so do you have uh, fantasy casting, Evan? I, of course. It's, I want it to be Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess I should have just want to be shirtless me. Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> All the time. No, uh, the, the, I really, I thought that, um, oh, God, River Phoenix name just popped into my head, and that's not what yeah, I'm thinking. He's not available, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus um, Christ. Uh, John Wick. <laughs> Keanu Reeves? Reeves. I would like to see him try it. I that's that's good. That that's good. He would be really really good for that. He plays That'd be crazy. Fucking interesting. He, he plays. Yeah. I just don't feel like he'd do a TV series. But it also I mean, a Disney. Who, who the hell knows what Keanu Reeves would right? do? I mean, like he is, I'm he's sure the process of doing Bill like, and Ted two or three. So yeah, three. <laughs> I, I I that's what I would like to see. I mean, because. Ryan Reynolds is already Deadpool and Green Lantern and whatnot. But, yeah. So, that's my hope. That would be really wild. Because there was all these rumors floating around that they had, they Marvel, Disney and Marvel have been talking to Keanu and been like, well, we're, we're trying to figure out his place in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Moon Knight would be pretty wild. Yeah, and but the thing is, they also have the Eternals coming up. So, there's a lot of lot of heavy hitters that could be in that because it is a an ensemble cast that they can do so we'll see <sighs> it's a good day to be a nerd all right that's it that's all we got for the news chris you got yeah. a spiel for me oh i do i have a spiel just killing some Killing some mutants. Anyway, back to things. Uh, you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook at Geekade. Follow us on Instagram at Geekade. Subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content. No, that's not it. Follow. No, that is it. Sorry, I lost my place. I'm looking at my phone where this little scripty thing is, and I just kind of like bugged out for a second. Uh, yeah, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, you can, yeah, Twitter, Geekade Chris, that's me. I'm a Geekade Chris on Twitter, and Karen is uh, on Twitter. What, what are you? What's your name? Underscore the underscore moon. I'm super amused by you right now. Yeah, and and Evan, and you're on on Twitters. Yeah, Geekade underscore Evan. Yeah, don't forget those underscores, kids. Yeah. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. Where if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any all feedback is welcome and appreciated. <gasps> Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com for more fresh, original content. Back to you, Evan. Thank you so much, Chris. It is your turn for homework. It is my turn for homework. Did you figure it out? I I sure did. (laughs) Okay, because I know this this snuck up on you. 
It did, yeah. It, it's, it's been a weird day, man. I got it's you. been a weird day. There was day. a fight with a couch. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Fist fight with a helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> what do we got? Uh, we, uh, well, so my kids have been super duper into the uh, Ninja if you, Turtles. If you make me watch Shark, Baby Shark, we're going to have a problem. No. <laughs> okay. No. No. <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> I would make you watch it and then not show up to the episode because I'm not watching. No. Okay. Now, the kids have been uh, super into Ninja Turtles lately, and uh, I think that's super fun. And there's an episode of the most recent Ninja Turtles cartoon, not the current one, which looks like flaming garbage flung out of a slingshot straight into a wall made of meat pies. Uh, The previous one, the 2012 series, uh, that I've always wanted to watch. Okay. Now... They've been watching the 2012 series, and then Karen and I were like, oh, we should show them the original series, or at least the intro to the original series. And it got me thinking, we should watch Transdimensional Turtles. That's season four, episode 10. Season uh, Which is four. an episode where the 2012 Turtles meet the 1987 Turtles. <laughs> uh, okay. There's a a lot of I, they did this previously in another special for the the last series before this uh, called Turtles Forever, which was great, but they didn't get all the original voice actors back. This one they did, uh, so I'm really excited to see this because I've never I've never watched it and uh, it looks like a ton of fun. So okay, so it is the 2012 Teenage 2012 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles season four episode ten Transdimensional Turtles. All right, people. There you go. There's your homework for the for this week. <sighs> Good show, people. Good show. <sighs> all right, from all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Evan. I'm Karen. And I'm exhausted. Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day. <laughs>